Today on the Locked on Hornets podcast, we recap the Houston Rockets game. Was it the best win of the season? Doug says he saw the best Charlotte Hornets shot of all time this weekend. And this. I don't know why you're anti-recycling. Yeah, no, recycling's great. I am happy for you. I think everybody needs to do it. And uh, we can talk about that on the Locked on Recycling podcast. Reduce, reuse. Recycle. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. <laughs> the tweets were rolling this weekend. Everybody was asking if the score was a typo. I could see a bunch of Hornets fans that were not watching this game that tipped off on, on Saturday at 5 o'clock that the Hornets were up 17 to nothing and then it ended up being 20 to nothing and everybody was asking what's going on is this for real is this a serious score that we're actually seeing at the spectrum center and sure enough it happened the hornets get off to a fantastic start against the houston rockets who to that point um and maybe they lost a couple of games before that contest but they had been playing very well ever since they decided to go to this experiment and go extra small with playing pj tucker at the center position and the hornets they get off to a 20 to nothing start and they control the entire game they never look back they never trail against a team uh of the houston rockets skill level and when you look at that after what they've done beating the Toronto Raptors, competing against the Milwaukee Bucks, coming within a possession of beating the San Antonio Spurs and the Denver Nuggets, given the opponents that they've played really since the two disasters of the games uh, after the post-All-Star break and that win against the Knicks. It's the best stretch, I think, that we've seen from the Charlotte Hornets, Doug, and the fact that they win against a team like the Houston Rockets. It's got to be in contention for the best win of the entire year. Oh, I think so. And it's pretty crazy that the Houston Rockets did not come ready to play in this game because you have to understand the Houston Rockets are fighting for playoff seeding at this point. I think this dropped them two spots in the Western Conference playoff uh, race. So this was a significant game and a significant loss for Houston. And they were just, they, they didn't come ready to play. I mean, 20 to nothing start for the Charlotte Hornets. I know they didn't have Russell Westbrook, but my goodness, I mean, you had Robert Covington, who seemed like the only one interested in knocking down a shot in this game. You had him playing well. Harden was not. He was non-existent on defense, two of 11 from three. Uh, they just didn't come ready. And, and I love the Hornets mentality of just, look, you don't wait on Goliath to hit you. If you're David, you got to you gotta immediately strike, and that's what they did, and Houston uh, did not. I've got some stats here on this 20 to nothing run. So this 20 to nothing run by the Hornets to open last night's game, the largest opening run in the franchise's last 20 season, that's per Elias and the Charlotte Hornets PR Twitter account, also from that same Twitter account. The last time that any team opened a game with a 20 to nothing run was back in 2014, December 2014. That was Cleveland doing it against Charlotte. <laughs> so that's funny. They were they've participated now in the last two 20 to nothing runs to open a game. Yeah, Mike D'Antoni was asked about the slow start, and he said, I don't know. I've never experienced that before. 20-0, that's a big deficit to overcome, and for whatever reason, when we did attack, we turned it over. It was kind of weird, and we couldn't stop them. Just a little bit of sluggishness for whatever reason. The Houston Rockets were awful to begin this game. 21 turnovers, Doug. James Harden had 10 of them. Yeah, and I mean, clearly Charlotte had a game plan, and Har- and and 
the Houston Rockets didn't pay attention to what's been happening with the Charlotte Hornets over the past couple of games. You you play Milwaukee tough. You lose that one. It's it's not particularly close, but you do play them very tough. You hold them to under 100 points. Then you play San Antonio very close, and you lose that game. And then you play Denver extremely close, and you had many chances to win that game, and you you turn that one over. But if you just look at the if you just look at the schedule, you go well three straight losses for this Hornets team. They're not anywhere close to playoff contention. Houston. We're going to come in here and we're just going to dominate. And that didn't happen. The Hornets had a game plan. They executed it to perfection early. The ball movement was beautiful and uninhibited. And it happened from the very first offensive possession. I mean, there were extra passes everywhere you look. It was Devontae Graham. It was Terry Rozier. It was P.J. Washington being available and knocking down shots. It was Cody Martin passing the basketball. It was amazing. Cody Martin had nine assists in this game against the Houston Rockets. And this is somebody when he was drafted, Mitch Kupchak and even James Borrego had some comments about him being a facilitator, maybe manning some of those minutes at the point guard position. And you look at what Cody Martin has done. Look, nine assists for him, but only three points in this game. One of six from the field. You would look at the lack of offensive production himself and think, man, Cody, not exactly this world beater of a second round pick that we keep talking about. You look at his overall scoring stats. It's not even five points. And yet everybody, it does not take a basketball savant to look at Cody Martin and watch him play basketball and think, Oh yeah, that guy is impacting the game at a high level defensively with his intensity. The guy doesn't quit and we can have all of the cliche and uh, analysis, but when you actually look at how he's impacting the game, getting other guys involved, it's, it's impressive to watch from him, and it's why Zach Lowe took notice in an article last week, and really he's even just further added to his resume even since that article came out from Zach. Yeah, nine assists in this game. It seems like that Cody Martin, every game is going to give you defense, hustle plays, and then pick like one particular area on the offensive end to affect the game. Nine assists and also one turnover. He was taking care of the ball. And if you look at those nine assists, so many of them – came off of drive and kick opportunities where he was attacking the basket, get, getting downhill, moving the ball inside out. And that's one thing you've seen from Devontae Graham this season, although I would say he's been more effective assisting when someone was trailing him and he could you know, drive and then maybe dish off a little pocket pass. He hasn't necessarily been a drive and kick assister, I don't think. So Cody Martin, if he can continue to do that, if that can be a consistent thing, that can fundamentally change how this offense plays and how well it can execute. Do you think he's been the best thing? So after the all-star break, they came out and had awful games against the Indiana Pacers and they had a bad game against the Nets. They got destroyed. They were never in it. Devontae Graham is somebody that has to sit that game against the Pacers. He immediately is awful post all-star break. Malik Monk gets hit with the suspension indefinitely, even after the win that they had against the Knicks. There was quite a bit to not like about the Charlotte Hornets immediately after the all-star break. And now, Doug, they're competing at a high level against really what probably is the toughest stretch of the season. I mean, it certainly is up there when you look at some of the other stretches that they've had this year. So when now you look at Cody Martin, that's a good, that's something good that's happening. Devontae Graham is playing a lot better ever since he kind of had a mental reset. I, I still think maybe even Cody Martin might be the best thing that we've seen post All-Star break. Would you agree or is there something else you go to? Yeah, I mean, I think this team has excelled this season and, and in the past couple of seasons in acquiring talents 
uh, that can play on both ends of the floor and finding those players. I mean, P.J. Washington, Cody Martin, Caleb Martin has shown flashes on both ends of the floor. I've seen nice things from Jalen McDaniels as well. And so those are the kind of things that winning organizations tend to do. They hire good talent. And when you start your hiring process, you're probably going to have a lot of questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education? What about experience? And how will you know you've made the right hire? Well, our friends at Indeed.com are here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes, use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants, and you can do it all fast. Also, add skills tests to your job post so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com slash LockedOn and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st. 2020. Baby Yoda is back with the Charlotte Hornets. We talk about that next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Baby Yoda! This is Locked On Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, you know, <laughs> I just I spend this some time away from the show, and you're still the same old Walker. All right, yeah. Give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun. Now that you mentioned it, how about? Uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the God. noun I was going to get. Plural go. noun. This isn't hard. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. The last two games for Devontae Graham have been good, at least scoring the basketball. 8 of 15 against Denver, 7 of 12 against the Houston Rockets, both in which they had a chance and did win, at least in the Houston Rockets case. He got to the foul line five times and made all of his free throws that he took there. He even is hitting a little bit um, better from the three-point line than he had been really in the entire month of February. He was shooting under 30% at 29.8 to be exact. And in the last three games since March started, He's been shooting 40% from distance and almost 50% from the field, Doug. This is a guy that is playing a lot better scoring the basketball. You can even go back to that Toronto game and against the Knicks where maybe the percentages weren't fantastic, but it is someone that seems to be playing a lot better. And maybe that Indiana Pacers game that he set out, maybe that mental reset did um, uh, benefit him in, in a big way. Let's take it all the way back to 10 games ago. So in his last 10 games, he's shooting... 7 of 14, uh, 7 of 14 and a half, 46.6% from the field, and then 40% from three, 82% from the free throw line. He struggled from there this season, and he's improved his free throw shooting percentage over the past 10 games. 1.8 rebounds, 5.3 assists. He's always going to make plays for others, and then almost a steal per game and 2.8 turnovers. Uh, But Devontae Graham has been confident. He's been hitting daggers. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Terry Rozier has also figured it out. You're wondering probably why are the Hornets all of a sudden competing with some of the best teams in the NBA? And I'll tell you that it's it's part due to the fact that some of these teams are coming into this game, coming into this game against the Charlotte Hornets unprepared. But part of it is that the guard play that was suffering so mightily there through the latter half of January and into the and into February is finally picking it up again. Over the last 10 games, Terry Rozier shooting 50% from three on nearly six attempts and 42% from the field and just hitting the toughest shots I've seen. I mean, these pull-ups that Terry Rozier is knocking down 
late in games. These are not easy shots, folks. And he is in a zone, and so is Devontae Graham. It feels like these two kind of need each other right now. That may not be great long-term. I think Devontae Graham will soon figure out how to play without Terry Rozier, but it is fantastic to see Rozier play well. Doug, one guy that's not been playing very well has been Miles Bridges. You look at his field goal percentage. It hasn't yet had a game this month. The last four games that have been played in March, uh, the best he shot was 37.5%. That was against Denver when he went 3 of 8. We saw him against the Rockets go 3 of 11, 5 of 14 against San Antonio, 3 of 13 against Milwaukee. So that, uh, that month that we've seen so far, He's only scored 15 points. That was the most points he scored. That happened against the Spurs when he went to the foul line a few times. We went through this with Miles at the beginning of the season. It took a long time for him to put any kind of stretch of good, productive basketball. It took a long time to get there. We got it. It was a prolonged stretch, and now we're seeing him kind of revert back. It's been a bad four games for him, a little bit of a mini slump. What have you uh, noticed about Miles Bridges' play recently? Yeah, I think his offensive effectiveness comes and goes with his corner three-point shot. He missed three of them against Houston last night. He's he's struggling from the corner, and I think that's a big part of how efficient he can be offensively because he's going to have those opportunities as long as Devontae Graham, Cody Martin, and P.J. Washington are attacking the middle of the floor and drawing defenses. Miles has those open shots. I mean, the the three that he missed last night were, were nearly wide open, and he's just not knocking them down, and, and that's going to hurt him offensively. I thought he made a few defensive mistakes against Houston, at least some communication errors with uh, whoever he was trying to defend with. And I don't know if necessary. I'd have to you know really dig into the tape and and figure out if those were really his fault. But fact is, you know the 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 defense broke down with with him involved. Uh, so I hate to bring this up again, Walker, because it almost feels like we're piling on. But we're seeing Miles dip here at the end of the season, just as P.J. Washington comes into his uh, comes out of this sort of rookie wall that he's been in. He had 22 points last night on eight of 11 shooting, five rebounds and three assists. I just, I don't know. I don't know if over the long haul that PJ Washington and miles can play well at the same time. Yeah. And, and the good thing to me is if you were to combat that, the good thing is we did see PJ Washington in the lineup with miles bridges playing well, right? Like when we got to see miles bridges play well at the start of all of this, that's why I said long haul. I'm not, we've seen it in short stretches, but is it sustainable? I'm all about sustainability. I recycle. That's good for you. I agree. I think we should see PJ Washington <laughs> and Miles Bridges. We hopefully oh, can see them anti-recycling. Well. Yeah, no, recycling's great. I am happy for you. I think everybody needs to do it, and uh, we can talk about that on the Locked On Recycling podcast. Reduce, reuse, recycle. PJ Washington and Miles Bridges have to figure it out. It's the number one question that we've tried, uh, what that we asked when Mitch Kupchak drafted. P.J. Washington in the first round, and we didn't like it, including myself, but now P.J. Washington looks like he's really got the ceiling. My, my point being, Doug, is at least we did see some kind of stretch where P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges were playing on the court. We got a pretty good sample size of it. You're right. Like, we don't know if it's sustainable. It's a long-term question that we have, but uh, was there anything when they were playing together and Miles was playing well that you think um, they can expound upon, or do you think that this eventually will have to lead to one of the guys being off the team? And of course, I would imagine 
you would pick PJ over Miles at this point. I mean, he's got to knock down shots. I mean, that's to me, it's it's very simple for Miles when he has those open looks uh, from the corner. He has to knock them down. It's going. It, it's the one place where they're getting him open looks that he doesn't have to create for himself and he's not hitting them. And and when he does hit them, it fundamentally changes how efficient he is offensively. And and then he's got to make sure that the offensive struggles are not leaking in to his defensive focus. We've seen that at times this season. So that's I think it's 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 as simple as that. Also I have one more thing that I saw from Devontae Graham that I thought was really interesting if if you're ready for this. Oh, I'm absolutely ready for it. I'm excited. That was a hell of a tease. Walker, Devontae Graham hit one of his best interior buckets of the season in this game, and I dare say it was one of the best interior buckets that I've seen any Charlotte Hornets player make this season in the non-dunk category. The best of all time, possibly, or was that too far? Yeah, that's that's way way too far. But this was one of the best that I've seen this season. All right, it happened at 8.18 left in the fourth quarter, and they they didn't necessarily need a bucket, but they were all over the Houston Rockets, and they were keeping them down. He uh, Devontae Graham picks it up off a bad Houston uh, three-point shot miss, and as soon as he gets over the half-court line, he attacks the basket. He looked like Russell Westbrook for a second, who was sitting on the bench watching. I mean, attacking the basket quickly, it's not something that we've seen from Devontae Graham this season. He's usually patient up top and and maybe passes it all, all to the wing, but he's not someone that, that attacks that quickly. Goes to the hezzy dribble into the crossover, gets by P.J. Tucker, and then lightning euros. I mean, quick step, bam, 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 by Damari Carroll and finishes with the right hand. I haven't seen anything like that from Devontae Graham this season. And it, to me, it signals that hope is alive for the next level of Devontae Graham's game. That's the kind of play you go, whoa, wait a minute. This guy is figuring it out. We have one more segment to go on the Locked on Hornets podcast, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. They're running their rookies to Greensboro. They're driving them to Greensboro and then driving them back the same day to play in an NBA game. I cannot (laughs) wait until the Hornets load manage. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. It's conference tournament week in college basketball. That means March Madness is not too far away. And that means that we're going to get a little bit more familiar with some of the stars around the country. But Doug is already familiar with them because of his love of NBA mock drafts. Yes, Doug has another one. If there is one to be found, Doug has already found it before you even before it even gets published. Doug has it in the works. He, he knows exactly what it is going to be out there in the world for everybody to consume. You have another one, Doug. Yeah, I love mock drafts and big boards and power rankings when it comes to the <laughs> NBA draft. Like I love them so much that I decided I would just create one on my own. It's not mine, but this is actually the Locked On NBA Lottery Power Poll. This I, I asked all of the Locked On NBA hosts, who are the 14 best prospects in this draft? So this is not technically a mock draft, but it is a big board full of delicious NBA prospects. I, I just want to run down one through 14. Are you okay with that? Can I just hit them quick? I would like to. Yes, Should I absolutely. start at 14 or start at one? 
Um, always 14. Always save the best for last. That's the way you do it. Great. Number 14, Jaden McDaniels. Number 13, RJ Hampton. Number 12, Tyrese Maxey, the Kentucky product. 11, Nico Mannion. 10, Isaac Okoro. 9, Tyrese Halliburton. Number 8, right now, this is where Tankathon has the Charlotte Hornets selecting the number 8 pick. Not top 5, but number 8. And it is UNC's own Cole wow. Anthony at the number eight spot, the the eighth ranked prospect in this draft, according to the Locked On NBA host. Number seven, Onyeka Okongwu. Number six, Obi Sexy. Toppin. He's topping the charts right now. People love. Did you see that? Did you see that play? He <laughs> can't even talk. Did you see? It was so amazing. Did you see that? The through the legs dunk that. He, I mean, he looked like he looked like Aaron Gordon. It was quick. It was extremely quick, right? The speed in which he put it between his legs just on a normal play in basketball. It was pretty insane. It was a lightning. It wasn't a lightning euro. It was a lightning between the legs. Bam, 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 bam. All right, number five. Second to Devontae Graham shot that he hit this week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, top five prospects according to the the Locked On NBA host. Number five, Killian Hayes. I've been watching some film of this guy, international prospect. And he looks good, man. I mean, he he was he was knocking down shots. He was distributing for others. He was attacking the basket. Killian Hayes, impressive. So that man. that's the guy that you've watched film on. Why has it been Killian Hayes, the one guy that you've watched film on? Just a random name to draw out of a hat. I love Killians. Okay, Killians. Red. I didn't know that. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> learn something new about you. All right, number four, Denny Avdia another international prospect. And he is, he's a guy I, I expected him to jump up because I think most have him in the six, seven, eight range, but he's getting a lot of love right now. And I just conducted this poll over the weekend. Uh, so that's reflecting a Denny jumping into the top four. Here we go. Top three picks, LaMelo ball at three two James Wiseman. And that leaves the number one lottery prospect, according to the locked on NBA posts or hosts posts. Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Getting back into the groove, Walker. (laughs) It's a Monday, baby. Look like it's a Monday. Anthony Edwards, Georgia. Sound like absolutely. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.